enlighten, encourage, and activate your mind. Welcome to The Effects. Welcome to Theo Thinks. I'm your host, Theo Smith, and today I am um, very, very excited and um, happy to be able to um, have a conversation uh, with uh, Pastor James Ivey, uh, who is a, um, a pastor, obviously, but he's, a, he's also a, a first-time author. And um, I, uh, James, I'm really really interested in hearing about your book um now can you um first and foremost um can you can you explain how you get how you how you came to that title yes and first let me say uh thank you so much for having me theo i'm so honored and appreciative by the invitation to all of Theo's listeners, I've known this gentleman for a long time, back when we were kids, teenagers, back when we were younger, and we both had a little more hair. So <laughs> I have yep. watched him become an exceptional, extraordinary man of this hour, and I'm very humbled to be here. And the book is titled, What Manner of Woman Are You? And The title is based on the word, the foundation of it is manner. And when we, in our modern vernacular, hear certain words, we have certain thoughts and images that come with those words. And to fully understand the Bible as we should, we need to go back and think about these words the way that the original authors and the translators intended them to, for us to think about. And that word manner in the Greek means specific character type and your person and the way of life that you lead. That's encompassing all of it. And it results who you are as a person, how you live your life, results in everything about you, the type of relationships you will have, who you will attract to you, who you will not attract, how you're going to function on your career, how you're going to function in mastering the storms and the challenges of life. And in a day and in an hour where the question of gender equality, the question of advancing women's rights and women's voices are one of the main social justice issues in the forefront right now, perhaps more than any other time since the women's suffrage movement. Mm -hmm. The question and the issues that are brought on the table and the people who are addressing them, it's valid, it's good, and it's right but it ultimately has to be addressed for there to be real meaningful change. 
It ultimately has to be addressed from the perspective of the creator and the book and the blueprint that he gave to humanity, which is the word of God. And that blueprint will give everyone the key if they follow it to unlock the door to success in business, in relationships, in your spirituality, in every area of your life. And if you would like, I'm going, I would go ahead and read an excerpt of the book. Please do. Uh, and this is from the preface and the preface is entitled Finding Yourself. And before I read it, let me just set the stage even in that we have often heard that phrase finding yourself and people say well i found myself when i went to college or i found myself when i reached a certain age and when we say that when we think about that term it's finding the person that you feel you were supposed to be mm -hmm. now the bible lets us know that god has created us all for a purpose he created us to be a certain individual even Shakespeare said, all the world's a stage and all the men and women are players and each play their part. And what is the role that we were born to play? And the example that we need to follow is the Lord Jesus himself, who is not only the head of the church, but he is the model life for not just men, but women for everyone about how to be a success. And in this portion of the book, I'm going to, just going to read a few paragraphs and then we'll go from there. And I quote, and when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. And his disciples came to him and awoke him saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he said unto them, why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the sea, and there was great calm. But the men marveled saying, what manner of man is this? that even the winds and the sea obey him. Here we read of one of the outstanding miracles in the life and ministry of Jesus. As we take joy in the wonder of this happening, we also notice something very important in the text concerning the disciples. The followers of Jesus who were with him on the boat that day saw this great event. And as a result, asked among themselves a particular question. They did not ask how he did what he did or even why he did what he did in the way that he did it. They asked quite simply, what manner of man is this that even the elements of nature obey him? The word manner in the original Greek is defined as a certain way of life and a particular character type. Based upon that question, 
we see that the success Jesus had in his life and ministry was a direct result of the character type he was in the role he inhabited and the way in which that role resulted in his way of life. Mm -hmm. The Bible speaks of three distinctive personality types of women. The strange woman, the silly woman, and the virtuous woman. Every female on this earth, whether they realize it or not, is in one of these categories. In this book, I will define and explain each personality type so that you can identify yourself. And if you discover that you are in one of the first two categories, then you can make the necessary change and become the virtuous woman God has purposed for you to become. You must understand that the quality of your life or the lack thereof is a result of the kind of woman you are. And I'm sorry, well, I was going to say this the essence of the book is found in that passage. Mm -hmm. Jesus as the example for everyone to follow about living a life of continual productivity that he mastered all the challenges, the storms, everything. Now that was a very dramatic example of him speaking to the storm, but in essence, it's a lesson in life for all of us that the Lord desires that each person, and here we're talking about women specifically, master life. Mm -hmm. And it's a result in finding the role that you were born to play. Jesus found the role that he was born to play by going to the word. He looked in the word and found himself. And when I talk about these types of women, the strange woman, the silly woman, and the virtuous woman. These are the three personalities that the Bible speaks about. And as I said before, oftentimes when we in the 21st century hear certain words that were written long ago and from a translated from a different time, this being the Elizabethan era, which is the King James Version, we tend to equate our modern thinking to certain words. Now in the Bible, that word strange in the original Greek means a foreigner or outsider, one who was outside of the kingdom of heaven, who had a different methodology, who lived a different way of life than the way of life that God laid out for us. And that's why when a person accepts Jesus as their Lord and Savior, they come into alignment with his program and with his plan. And as a result, they're able to achieve true success. Now, the <laughs> silly woman, that word silly in the Greek means weak-minded. So many women, even who are in church, who acknowledge 
the Lord and Jesus as their savior, still very have very low self-esteem, still allow themselves to get involved in abusive relationships, still don't have the right perception about themselves. And it's because they have not allowed the mind of Christ, the self-worth, the value to take hold in their life. And then the virtuous woman is that woman who has totally given herself over to the plan of God for her life. She perceives that her value is worthwhile. She goes and she lives her life. She makes her decisions, her choices in the way that God would have her to. And as I say, in the, when I in the book, and I, when I break down each of these character types, I talk about the type of person they attract. Mm -hmm. Because everyone wants a good relationship. Mm -hmm. Too many don't find it. And oftentimes it's because of how one presents themselves, how they carry themselves, they may be attracting the right type of person or the wrong type of person. Mm -hmm. And that mm -hmm. could be, an, it, it can apply to a career, anything. And you know, and, and your, your book is, a, is especially timely, James, uh, Pastor Ivy, excuse me. Please, James, it's fine. You, you, we know each other oh. too long. <laughs> I appreciate that. Appreciate that, man. So, um, but your your book is especially timely because right now, when so because of the pandemic, um, and it's interesting because the the right now we don't have many of the 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 normal distractions that we would normally have. We can't go to the movies. We can't really go out to eat. We can't um, visit friends and family. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And um, it's become, for me, and it seems many other people that I've talked to, this has been a time of, of, of deep reflection. And because of, of, of my um, my spirituality, my my belief in in um, Christ and his birth, his death, and his resurrection, it's caused me to um, almost go through kind of like a revival season spiritually, and. I think that that is something that a lot of people are going through right now. And when you look at society and you see all of the, the different issues that we have, and um, as you named specifically, um, women's rights issues and other um, civil and human rights issues that are, that are coming up, um, when you don't have that roadmap, when you don't have that connection, um, you that's that's when you get lost. 
and you might have an idea of the destination that you, you that you're trying to get to but if you don't if you don't have the knowledge if you don't have the tools to be able to get there um, then that can become perilous and what made you want to write this um, very timely and I, you know, I would dare to say um, essential book, James. Well, I appreciate that. It started several years ago, actually in 2015. And the genesis of the book began in a staff meeting that the senior team of the church we were having. My mother, Pastor Charlene Ivey, is the senior pastor of our Church of Miracles Ministries, and I'm her associate. And we were actually meet, meeting with some of the staff, and we were talking about a women's ministry that we were going to start. And at that time, we were also thinking about putting something in book form in connection to the program that we were going to begin. And so I had thought about some ideas and I had something else in mind. But one day at that time, I was working at Fort Washington Medical Center and I was my job then I was delivering supplies to different areas in the hospital. And the idea just came, the title, What Man or Woman Are You? I can remember I was actually going into the endoscopy suite to drop all the supplies and thinking about what I was going to write and, and the idea just came. You know, the Bible says that God is a very present in our life if we allow him to be. And inspiration will come if we allow him to give it to us. And so the 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 idea came, the the title, and the whole sort of outline, I began to think about it and plan it in my mind. And from 2015 to 2016, I started working on the outline. And it was funny because it was not something, a subject that I felt in, on my own that I would be adequate to tackle. And something that it wasn't really a zeal for me to deal with. So I put it on the back burner. And because it was also with my first book, I was struggling with the insecurities of writing, wondering, making sure, will it be good enough? Will the, the substance and the style be good enough? Mm-hmm. So as a result of that, I just sort of just put it on the back burner and didn't really think about it for all of 2017. But towards the end of that year and leading into 2018, I felt compelled and the need to really write it. Particularly in that year, during the previous administration, that was the the, the 2017, of course, being the first year of Donald Trump's presidency. And we saw his assault on so many groups and especially women and even with the Access Hollywood tape and certain segments and certain even religious leaders 
who aligned themselves with that coalition with the former president mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. looking the other way when women were belittled and looking at all of that and observing all that and I felt the the urge and the need to really focus and really consecrate myself and just put everything to the side and write this book and I spent all of 2018 just focusing like a laser on the book sometimes writing it in between different activities I can remember I was I wrote a whole chapter when I was getting in, in the service center getting my car fixed one day because I just mm-hmm. felt like I had to get it out mm-hmm. because the issue that is so prevalent is, is that God wants all of his children young and old black and white male and female to know their worth and to know how they can succeed. Mm. Mm. And that, that's, and that is it, it, just real quick, James, that is a powerful statement in and of itself. And I don't think that people really understand not only the value, but how important it is to know your worth. Most women, and even a lot who don't, you know, may not admit it. And we live in such a visual society where such value and worth is placed on your looks. And, you know, do you have long hair or short hair? Do, Do you have this height or that height? All these things that seek to define what a lady should be. And almost to the point where if you're not careful, it can make you uncomfortable in your own skin. Mm -hmm. And as a result of that, whether you realize it or not, then you open yourself up to being put in a position where you are taken advantage of in a relationship, where you are abused emotionally or, or physically because you don't see yourself as valuable. And there's one chapter in the book when in the section in The Virtuous Woman, I deal with that a whole chapter and I, and, and I and entitled, Perceiving That Your Merchandise Is Good. And that line is taken from the book of Proverbs, the 31st chapter, when the virtuous woman is described in detail. And one of the characteristics of that woman is, is that the Bible says she perceives that her merchandise is good. Her perception of mm-hmm. her beauty, her worth, her intelligence, her purpose, her perception of herself and all those things is from the perspective of God. And when God sees that woman, he sees someone special someone valued, someone to be loved and appreciated. And when that happens, you make that choice where you don't settle for a mediocre relationship. Mm -hmm. You don't settle for 
a mediocre position in your company. If you feel that you are deserving to be at the top, at the head, at the lead, then you'll go after it. And you won't be intimidated by someone else who may have more hair than you do or maybe taller than you are. You know that you are made the way you are made for a specific reason. Mm-hmm. And it starts with inner perception of knowing your value. Mm-hmm. And I think so often um, we don't look inwardly because we get, we live in a very superficial society and we get wrapped up in the, the superficial and the um, consumerist thinking that, well, I'm not complete unless I have this or I'm not, I'm not valuable unless I look like this. And it is such a powerful thing to be able to be comfortable with yourself inwardly first and outwardly. And you know, one thing as you mentioned with even with the pandemic and these last four years leading up to the pandemic mm-hmm. have caused people hopefully to really re- take examine and re-examine and take stock of their life. Mm-hmm. Because we know tragically, even on this time in history, we are reflecting on the lives that have been lost and some people didn't make it to this other side. Yep. And if people who are listening to us have been fortunate enough to make it, what did you make it for? Did you make it to see yourself be defined by what culture and society says, which maybe lifts up an image that is not productive. Mm -hmm. Did you make it to continue to stay in that abusive relationship? Or did you make it to now re-examine yourself and see that you're valued? Did you make it just to stay in a mediocre position that doesn't give you fulfillment? because someone told you that that's the best that you can do? Or did you make it so that you can be everything that you feel that God has called you to be? One of the things that I deal with very strong in the book is the issue that we're still particularly in this nation, trying to reconcile, which is women in leadership. You know, we just have elected a female vice president. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, and there are many other nations that, you know, that we're behind in certain areas about women in leadership. Yes, very much so. And tr- Oh, yes. And, and to think that think the most powerful nation in the world is behind on this important issue. And I deal with 
how it, it must begin a change in the house of God. Jesus said that the church is to be the light of the world. And this nation has a lot of religiosity. And tragically, some of that religiosity has pointed people in the wrong direction because it has nothing to do with the Bible. Says, and many women have been oppressed, whether it's in politics or business or any other field mm -hmm. because of certain religious leaders who have told women that they need to be silent or they, they can't preach or they can't be in, be in leadership. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the Bible has been misconstrued and manipulated and twisted to oppress women. Mm -hmm. Just as it has been to oppress other minorities. Mm -hmm. But Jesus died to set everybody free. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. And in the cha a chapter, and the one chapter of the book is called Neither Male Nor Female. And I confront that issue head on that God, when He decides who will lead, whether it's in ministry, whether it's in politics, whether it's in business, He does not put a limit on male or female. Human beings may do it, but God does not. And it's incumbent upon those of us who claim to follow him to follow his example. And when I deal with this so strongly is in the church, it is for the purpose of hopefully opening the eyes of women in every area of society that God calls women in leadership in the church world, in the business world, in the political world, in every part of society. Because everyone has something to bring to the table. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think that um, the, the, the Bible has been as you stated, manipulated and twisted in such a way that especially when it comes to um, politics, it, it's been manipulated and twisted in such a way that, that it, I think initially, especially for people that don't have a very limited experience with the scriptures, um, it, it, it turns them off initially, but, and, and, and you've touched on it. I think that once you really um, sit down with it and guided through it, especially with a, with a pastor like yourself, who is um, under, who is informed and compassionate and um, educated that you see that the the scriptures and the teaching of Christ are about unity and unification and um, working together uh, for the for the not just not just the benefit of of all mankind but for the glory of God and um, 
I really, it, it's my hope that we can, um, in the midst of this kind of um, season of unrest that, that we're in the midst of, um, and, and we've seen instances of people being willing to unite and come together um, to stand up against injustices. It's my, my hope and my prayer that people will also take this opportunity, not just to be united um, in anger, but to be united out of a sheer um, desire to um, come together and be unified as a community and to, but in order to do that, you, you have to, um, you have to be unified with yourself and you have to be, um, as you, as you, as your book points out, you have to be aware of your own value and what things are valuable about you. Agreement is the most powerful weapon. As you said, whether it's agreeing with yourself, because you know you live long enough, your mind starts talking to you. Your <laughs> body starts talking to you. Mm-hmm. And you got to make a decision that you as a person, your spirit, soul, and body are going to be unified for a common purpose. Mm-hmm. And as a nation, as a people, as a group who are seeking to change things, and that is the area where the battle is strongest to keep division going, to play group against group. And the Bible talks about in the last days, there will be nation rising against nation. Now, that word nation in the Greek means ethnic, ethnos, ethnic group between ethnic group. And that's what we see being played out in the streets, mm-hmm. in, the, in the Capitol, in the White House. And in these last couple of years, it's, it's been one nation, one ethnic group trying to diminish all the other nations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one gender trying to diminish the other gender. And if Satan can deceive people to keep fighting amongst themselves, then nobody wins. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And unity has to be the order of the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because the... It's got to be... I'm sorry. No, no. I was just going to say that the enemy thrives on disunity, disorganization, and disorder. And that is his desire to keep us in that state. And uh, because if, if, if we're existing in that state, we're not living to our full purpose. We're not living to God's purpose. And um, that's why I'm really excited about your book, James, because it makes so many valid points and I I haven't had the pleasure of reading it yet and I look forward to getting my hands on it um, but at, at a time when 
there's so much seeming uh, it seems to be so much dis- disorganization and disorder and disarray um, going on. This is what we need. We need a a a a, a time to just and a tool that allows us and and women especially to get out the cobwebs and just focus on themselves and healing and 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 fortification and 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 just strengthening um and ultimately i think it would it would be good for society yeah. there has to come a place where the individual makes a decision that they're going to really, especially in this time that we live in, be serious about their life. And that starts with being very serious about one's faith. Now, with everything that we've seen with this in this last year and in these last couple of years, and how it has even made us examine the history of this whole nation and what's been in the fabric of this nation. Mm-hmm. Certain roots that have to be pulled out. Particularly when we talk about equality here, when we talk with, with, with women, gender equality, it has been so seeped in the consciousness that sometimes people don't even realize it. And the, and there's a bit of history I found and I included in the book when Shirley Chisholm had decided to run for president in 1972. Mm -hmm. She made a very interesting comment. She said, of my two handicaps, this was her words. She said, of my two handicaps, being black and being a woman, she said, "I I find the thing that held me back in the eyes of some more than any was being a woman (laughs) because it's been in the fabric of a psyche of this nation that only a certain group is supposed to be at the forefront yeah yeah and no I'm sorry go ahead I was going to say that the that the Bible has given us God's wisdom for us even to examine and to understand these things. Mm-hmm. That when God sets people free, he sets everybody free to be who he has designed them to become. And it is so necessary even for the next generation young women as they're coming out of college and stepping into young adulthood, they're going into high school, whatever stage of life they may be in as they're stepping into this new world that we're finding ourselves in. What is your part in it? What is your place in it? And no longer does God want you to allow anyone to oppress you. Mm -hmm. 
whether it's in a relationship, whether it's in a business, whether it's in the house of God, in the church. Mm-hmm. And I deal with very strongly as a minister with the church, because as I said, the Bible principle is that the church is to be the salt and the light. The church is supposed to guide society in the way that it should go. Every area of society, spiritually, socially, culturally, it's supposed to be the lead to give humanity God's wisdom, particularly in the area of women's rights and women's suffrage and women in leadership. These things should not should not be taboo. These things should not be controversial. Because mm. as far as God is concerned, I even deal with this, you know, it's 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 funny, it's amazing how there has been this debate throughout history about can a woman preach? Should a woman be a pastor? Should a woman be in spiritual authority? And it's funny that Jesus, who this Bible says is the head of the church. I know sometimes people, men think that it's their church, but it's actually his church. <laughs> uh-huh. And the uh-huh. first person, after he rose from the grave, the first person that he told to share, to, to preach the gospel, to tell the good news is Mary Magdalene. That's, yep, that's right. He told, he told her to go tell my disciples that I am risen. So if it was good enough for him, it should be good enough for all of us. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if we just go back to the blueprint that our creator prescribed to us, our life will be so much richer. Yes. Our homes, our families, everything. Yes. Absolutely. You know, we think about even our leaders in, on Capitol Hill, and many of them who profess to be God fearing if they would go back and even think about what Jesus said, you fulfill all the word when you love your neighbor like you love yourself. <laughs> and loving your neighbor can mean showing compassion, passing laws and legislation that will help lift people up. Showing love and compassion is making sure that justice prevails Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. love and compassion is making sure that when things are done that are illegal immoral unethical that you call it what it is that's right you don't make excuses for that you don't play around with it or dance around with it or try to pass the buck as it were and not do your job. You know, it's, it's funny as we have been talking and, and really touching on so many areas about justice and mercy and change. It must start with people who say they know God actually following his example and loving our neighbor and seeking to walk and do justice. And for all the women out there, whether you're young, old, whatever stage of life you're in, as we all 
as a collective human society have stepped into a new area, a new phase. We've we are now at the, we're now not out the tunnel, but we're coming out of it, mm-hmm. and we're coming out for a purpose. And you have to get the understanding of what that purpose is for your life. And that purpose is going to manifest in everything that you do, how you carry yourself, the position, the career that you're in, the relationship that you're in, everything. And when you do that and make those decisions and make those choices, and that's one of the things I help women with in the book, it will guide them and give them a journey of self-discovery through the Bible so that they can take the initial steps to become who God has called them to be. Because change starts one person at a time. If one person catches it, then another catches it, another catches it, all of a sudden things will begin to change and society will change. That's how it happens. Absolutely. Absolutely. James, I absolutely have enjoyed this conversation. And um, this will not be the last time. I'm definitely, yeah, it, it, it's been an honor and a privilege. And I, I would, it's a honor and a privilege that I would like to enjoy again. And I think that um, I appreciate you. I appreciate your your perspective. And I think that you've touched on um, a lot of a lot of really good things um, during during our conversation. I thank you so much for having me, and I want to encourage everyone, if I may, do a, another little plug. Oh, if, li- absolutely! No, so um, it, plug everything. I need you to yeah. plug your book. I need you to um, um, let everybody know. Uh, where they can um, uh, worship with you and and hear the word and fellowship, First, all that. Let me say, um, of course, the book is, once again, it's titled What Manner of Woman Are You? And it's available on Amazon, on barnesandnobles.com and thepublishedword.com. And for those of y'all who would like your books on your tablet or your smartphone nowadays it's on iBooks as well as uh, Kindle and so if you can you just go online and just purchase it it's available in print form and in ebook form we also have a YouTube channel the Miracle House Ministries YouTube channel just go to Miracle House Ministries and we put on teaching videos every week also on Facebook and Instagram, you can follow me on Instagram at James Ivy 16 or find me on Facebook, James Ivy. And right now, because of the pandemic, we have not been able to, the church has been not been able to uh, meet corporately. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've been doing um, online virtual services. But if you just look us up at miraclehouseministries.org, you can get some information on how you can connect with us virtually and be a part of our virtual services until we're able to meet again. So those are things that are going on and just uh, be connected with that. And 
in the coming days and months ahead, there'll be new things that'll be going on that I will look forward to sharing with all of your listeners in the future. Thank you very much, James. And uh, take it easy. You're doing wonderful, wonderful things. And I I really appreciate um, how God is using you in service to your fellow man and your fellow woman. Well, thank you. Thank you again for having me, brother. I am so grateful. And as I said, and I want to just reaffirm again to all of your listeners, I've known this man, you know, for many years. And you watch people and you observe their life. And I look how this man that I'm able to talk to, how he has governed himself, how he provides and loves his wife and his children, and all that you are doing for the community is, is necessary, is valued, and throughout the years and even leading into today, I'm just grateful to know you, and I speak God's blessings over you and your family and over this work. And may he continue to bless not only you, but all your listeners in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Oh, wow. I really, brother, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, I, we, we <laughs> I mean, we, we have decades worth of friendship, decades and decades. And, um, Though that 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 means a lot, that really means a lot. So I I really I appreciate you, James, and you have a good evening, brother. You too. God bless you, and God bless all of you listeners, and look forward to being with you all again. Absolutely. Thanks. God bless. God bless. Thank you for listening to this episode please feel free to subscribe and share my podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at TheoSoChill and Instagram at Theo underscore things. Also, feel free to email me your comments or ideas for future subjects that I could talk about on this podcast at TheoThanks301 at gmail.com. Take care. <laughs>